0: What's up ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to the 86th episode of the How to Become a Pro Footballer podcast, where I, your host, Eric Friedlander, most of you know me as Rick Fit or even Big Rick, interview other professional footballers to hear their day-to-day life and their behind the scenes of how they became a professional player. Today I got my friend Gabriel Cabral coming on, he's originally from Brazil He played his youth football at Fluminense before coming to the U.S. He played four years in college, and then he signed his first professional contract with Tormenta FC, who play in USL League One, which is the third tier of American football. Thanks so much for tuning in. I know you're going to enjoy this one. I'll see you at the end. Okay, we are live. Gabriel, welcome to the podcast, man. I appreciate you taking the time to come on.
1: No, thank you for thank you for the invite. Thank you for the opportunity of, of to be here. Uh, I'm really excited.
0: Of course, bro. Yes, yeah, so if you just start us off a little intro. Uh, your name, where you're from, where you're currently playing, uh, the mm-hmm. team you're playing at, uh, a little bit of background about yourself.
1: Yeah, uh, my name is Gabriel Cabral. I'm from from Petropolis, Brazil, a city that is. Uh, 40 minutes away from from Rio de Janeiro, uh, which is probably the place everyone knows, knows more. Uh, but yeah, I grew up there playing playing futsal, I think like every Brazilian. Uh, whenever they grow up, uh, we all start playing futsal back home. Um, and then seven years old, eight years old, um, I was invited to to, to a trial uh, at Fluminense, one of one of the biggest clubs in, in Brazil. Uh, went there, uh, best and then ended up staying in Fluminense for almost 10 years um and then um had a pre-contract How far
0: is Fluminense from your uh, hometown yeah
1: for, i was i was very lucky because uh, Fluminense the professionals they actually train in Rio which is uh, as i mentioned 40 minutes an hour away mm. from my hometown but the academy trains uh, at a different place called Shering, and it's 20 okay. 25 minutes away from my place uh, really? So for me, it was very convenient. It was very, very good. Really? Uh, so it was, yeah, the best of both worlds for me at the time. But um, yeah, so so that was good. Uh, ended up staying there ten years almost. Uh, I I got there in 2005 and left beginning of fifteen, end of, of fourteen. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, had a pre contract and all that stuff, but uh, decided to to come to the U.S. whenever the opportunity came in in, in fifteen. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and then in 15 I came to the US. Um,
0: well, first of all, I want to just sorry to cut you off. Why, you know, why did you have that desire of coming to the US? How did that come about?
1: Yeah, I, I whenever I was playing for Fluminense, I only had the dream and the focus uh, of playing for Fluminense or playing professionally in Brazil. I never mm-hmm. uh, thought twice about you know uh, coming to the US to study, for example. Which, mm-hmm. is, which is exactly what I did. But then mm. in, in, in fourteen when I had a pre-contract and, and, and had a couple of meetings with, with the Fluminense staff, we, we you know, decided uh, with a 2SV, it's a company in Brazil quite famous uh, you know, in terms of mm. doing student-athlete tra- transactions to the United States. They mm-hmm. almost had a partnership almost with, with Fluminense. They were beginning the Florida Cup at the time. Mm. Fluminense was one of the pioneers. And they knew that I could already speak English at the time. My parents were were able to afford, you know, which was mm-hmm. very very privileged. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that conversation just just went by that way, you know. And then whenever they they gave me the opportunity, I, I talked to my parents, and and uh, you know, as soon as the desire was there, I started to look and uh, do a little bit of research. And then when I saw that the level was was very high, and and I also had the chance of of getting a degree uh-huh. um, it was it was very you know tempting and very attractive for me um mm-hmm. so yeah and then in in uh, 15 fall of 15 i uh i went to the university of charleston uh, in west virginia uh mm-hmm. a powerhouse d2 nowadays uh, at the time uh i didn't know much uh social media wasn't as as big as as it is nowadays Um uh, uh, didn't have a lot of information in terms of how the program worked. Uh, I only knew that the year before they had made the final four. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, they had made the final. And uh, they had a bunch of, of Brazilians and a bunch of experienced uh, English lads uh, that played in, in big clubs as well in England. Uh, mm-hmm. And that by itself already motivated me to to go and and take that challenge. But, um yeah. It was, it was very, very interesting. It's, uh, I wasn't expecting the level to be as high as, as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, of course, stayed there until, until 18. Mm-hmm. Um, was able to, to win the first national championship with the university in the history of the university, which was, wow. was quite rewarding, um, sure. quite nice in, in 2017 under Daniel Stratford. Um, so, so, yeah. And then after that, when I graduated in 18, uh, yeah. Business administration undergrad. I I had another year of of uh, eligibility because I, I didn't play on, in fifteen because I was a, a redshirt. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 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 the fall of nineteen, I went to University of North Carolina at Wilmington um, nice. to get my master's degree in business administration and, and finance as well, and and play my last You're year. A there. Businessman. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I wanna. I want to stay in, in 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 soccer for for my whole life
0: um, yeah of course I,
1: I wanted to get that the different background but uh i already figured out that you know after i finish my career playing i want to i want to give back to the sport that gave me so much and i want to i want b- to become a coach um so so yeah, yeah. um uh, now yeah, I'm, so I'm, we could just talk
0: about you know like the training styles i'm always interested mm-hmm. um so if you could compare like the training styles and the level, obviously, you know, you know, you were playing with men when you came over to the US, but like the training styles in Brazil, uh, compared to Charleston when you went over there.
1: Yeah, uh, I, think, I think that, uh, you know, Brazil is, is very well known for, for the style that we play football. It's a very spaced type of football. It's a very uh, um, individualistic approach. I think yes. it's changing nowadays yes. uh, because I think we we realized that, that the sport is evolving and and it cannot be like that anymore. You know, you won't have a, a Neymar that will win you games every single game, and uh, yeah. if you have a system that will that will <laughs> that will stop him, it's it's much easier for mm-hmm. for for a team to to beat us. So mm-hmm. uh, it's changing, but um, at the time when I was at Fluminense, it was a lot of. Uh, you know the level was extremely extremely high as well yeah, sure. it's just that the i think the spacing is a little bit different maybe the game is a little bit slower um mm-hmm. but it doesn't make the game easier by any means mm-hmm. as well because I, I feel like the players you know adapt to that system adapt to the way we play uh but then in the us i, I thought because also i think the grass makes a huge difference you don't have uh, you don't have turf fields in brazil mm-hmm. uh you might have bad grass fields, but you won't have turf fields. So mm-hmm. that already changes a little bit when I came to the U.S. Most of the the, the places I, I played, especially because it was very cold, I mm-hmm. played turf. Mm-hmm. Um, so that by itself is already a factor into into, into the training sessions and and in the games as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, because when I came to the U.S., I had a lot of guys that were, you know, seniors at, at university. There were 23 or some 24. Mm-hmm and they mm. were from England. So uh, they were raised in a style of play that was very physical and, and, yes. and very uh, demanding. Uh, so the, the red shirt for me was very, very good because it gave me mm-hmm. that little, uh, you know, ear to kind of get used to how the, the American football works, you know? Of course. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, a little bit, maybe a little bit of change in, in 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 the game speed maybe no for sure a little bit in the in the speed and, and the intensity mm. maybe mm. um when i when i got to charleston it was uh, it was chris grassy the head coach now at marshall uh and he is very very peculiar in the way he likes to play he he wants you to have possession but if you don't have possession you you need to get it back as soon as possible as well which increases the high the, the intensity of the game for for all the players mm. but it's um, a nice style. Yeah, I mean it's, it's probably my favorite, right? Fit, exactly. Yeah, it's, probably, it's, it's my favorite, but uh, yeah. yeah. So, so that was that was good to see. That was good to learn. Uh, I learned a lot with uh, with the guys that were playing there at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, with Stratford as well, it was was a very similar style. You know, uh, we ended up playing a three 4 three in, in 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 seventeen and and eighteen. Mm. Um, mm-hmm but uh yeah it was it was very similar our team was was very good uh thankfully we had a lot of, of really talented players from from all over yeah. the place um but yeah maybe i think i think the biggest differences between brazil and, and 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 the united states are probably the space um but it's been a long time as well since I, since i played in brazil for sure So i don't know i, I couldn't tell you right now um how it is but if you mm-hmm. want to compare, you know, if you watch the Premier League and you watch the highest league in, in, in Brazil, you have unbelievable players in Brazil. Of course, but of you course. also see that the game is a little bit more spaced. You know, mm, interesting. Um, the- why do you think? Why do you think
0: it's like that? Plus, like the like you mentioned at the beginning, why is it so like individualistic? Do you think it has to do with uh, maybe like the the bringing up in the futsal environment rather than a team environment? I,
1: I I think that it's something that it's already embedded in our culture. I think it's something yeah. that you know. I don't know if you give if you get Germany for example that beat us at home seven one in the World Cup. Uh, yeah. It's it was an unbelievable team. You might not have a big star who was the big star of the team, Toni Kroos, but yeah. like he's not a star like Messi and Neymar and and Ronaldo. He's an unbelievable midfielder, one of the best of all times, but. Mm-hmm. Well, won that game was the collectivity was, was how good they were doing exactly what they had to do. Um, yeah. No, that's
0: football. That's yeah, football. it's
1: football. Exactly. So I don't know if it's something that it's about futsal, maybe it is. Um, uh, I think, I think it, it, it's very broad. I think you can talk about many things when you're talking into, into why Brazil football is different than, than, you know, European football, for example, I think, um, mm, mm, mm. uh, Futsal is something that is involved. I think maybe, you know, their origins, their families, family backgrounds, all of these things uh, can be can be accounted for because, mm-hmm. you know, you have a lot of poor Brazilians that have football as their only opportunity in life. It's either yeah. that or, you know, uh, nothing. They don't have yeah. the opportunity. Like I had to come to the U.S. and, and, and get a degree and a master's. You know, it's, it's, it's very, very unique, the scenario. Of course, in of course. But
0: um, like you said, I think it has to do with culture. You know, I think yes. that's the interesting part, because if I compare where I played overseas, you know, I was in a couple places. Um, and if I compare like Israel to Germany, Sweden, Latvia, mm-hmm. those countries over there, I would say that the lifestyle, if anything similar to Brazil, is probably Israel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more like an aggressive life. I don't know if it's aggressive or whatever, but it's in Israel, it's more aggressive lifestyle. You got to fight for what for what you get um you're always trying to you know show who's got a bigger chest um like it's all like an individualistic you know approach as Mm -hmm. well and I always tell people it's so interesting man like and that they're also more into streetball you know you'll Mm -hmm. see more streetball over there Mm -hmm. um I always tell people like Israeli players you know Arab players are more are the most technical players I've ever seen like Mm -hmm. if you compare them to Germans if you compare them to Swedes they're Mm -hmm. they're more technical but when, when you when you talk about like tactics working together as a team, discipline, um, and and teamwork, like you mentioned, like Germans are, they're nowhere near that. And that's why, you know, Sweden and Germany, you know, are successful teams. Yes. Like I think they buy into the collective, you know, yes. they 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 participate as a team and they literally play for on what's on their front, not mm-hmm. on their back. I mean, mm-hmm. it's such a cliche, cliche saying that you have to it you is, know, play yeah. for the front and not on the back, but it's yeah. it's true, you know, it's, it's true. true. And I think – and it's the same thing like if you drive on the roads in Israel, it's like a shambles, you know, but like if you drive on the road and it's like everything's rushed over there, you know. Yes. In yes. Germany and Sweden, things are more orderly. Things are more structured. You look at the same thing in football in in germany and sweden the build up is much slower you know mm-hmm. you they're more patient once they have their opportunity they 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 t- they take it with with mm-hmm. vengeance but in israel i noticed it was like more ping pong like you're trying mm-hmm. you know one team's on the counter attack it's like more of a mess so mm-hmm. i think i think when you like see how life contributes to football on the field it's it's really interesting it
1: is for sure uh, and it's 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 true what you said you know in brazil it's the same thing you have a lot of Rush to get things done. Everything is crowded, and you know it's very different to to the US, for example. You know, which you have a huge infrastructure. Everything is bigger, and you have an easier access to everything. So I think all of those things are are a little bit of a contributing factor to to how the sport plays. Sometimes we we might not even notice, but you know, all of those things, all of the pressure that you know young kids have in Brazil to. You know they have to do it, otherwise, you know they're gonna be starving at home. Mm-hmm, you know I had mm-hmm. some some players that I that I played with that had nothing. They yeah, they yeah. literally had nothing, um, and now some of them are very su- su- successful, uh, which mm-hmm. is which is amazing to see. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it's hard to talk about this. I think you, we can talk about this for hours and hours and we're yeah. probably not going to find an answer on, of course, or, of course. on on why it's, it's that specific, but yeah. yeah.
0: All right. So, so take us on the rest of your journey. Um, oh, actually I wanted to ask you like uh, the difference between the training environment at Charles at uh, we're at Charleston and West Virginia compared to uh, UNC Wilming, Wilmington, because as we know, uh, I think it's a clean you know, um, some people, you know, they think, oh, Division One, it's automatically going to be better. But mm-hmm. you and me both know some Division Two and Division Three teams can beat Division One teams. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just for the audience, you know, if you can of describe course. the training environment.
1: Of course, um, yeah. I mean, uh, I, 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 I tell I say to everyone that Charleston is a top ten D one program. Um, wow. wow. At, the, at the at the time that I was playing there, I I'm pretty sure there will be. Uh, a national title contender um, wow. we we were very very good you know you, you had Brazilians that played in the biggest clubs in Brazil you had English players that played in the biggest clubs in England you had French players mm-hmm. that played in the biggest French clubs and you had Italians that played in the biggest Italian clubs so uh, yeah. it was a huge mix of very talented players that just didn't become professionals in their country mm-hmm. um, and we had an unbelievable coaching staff uh, behind us to mm-hmm. to give us all of the best you know information to to succeed. Um, and then at Wilmington, uh, for me, the biggest difference uh, compared to Charleston is 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 the access, is the infrastructure that Division One yeah. gives the athlete in mm-hmm. comparison to a D two or maybe a D three. Uh, mm-hmm. Just the comfort, just you know, uh, you know, get two, three boots the, uh, and you get a um, huge amount of clothing and, and, you know, have unbelievable training facility. You have, you know, physical trainers, you have everything you can imagine at a D one. that you might not have the luxury in a D2. Uh, sure. But in terms of, at least for me, you know, I I, I think I was in the best division two program in the country. Um, mm. So the level in terms of practice, uh, it was the same. It mm-hmm. was the same. Um, uh, it was very, very high in, 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 both, in both universities. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I think the biggest difference is, is the money aspect that mm-hmm. you would definitely most likely you have more in a D one than you have in, in a D two. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's the biggest thing.
0: Interesting. What kind of – what attracted all of – because, you know, all those foreigners to um, Charleston? Is it the, coach, yeah, you know, we, the coaching staff? Or?
1: We, we've had a lot of conversations about this uh, yeah. as players uh, because yeah. it's a small town, you know. It, yeah, who the hell it, wants to go to West Virginia? Like, it's, it's the capital of West Virginia, yes, but, yeah, but there's not much, you know. Yeah. But the coaching staff makes it vi- – like, makes the experience very, very – worthwhile um I, I i we try to find an answer why west virginia and in the end it it, it always goes back to football for the levels yes, of, of of you know the level of experience that is provided to to us yes. also the people at the university that because it's it's a very small campus it's only 2000 2300 students uh, they make it look like home. They make it feel like home. And yeah. and these people make the place very special. You know, if, if you don't have a lot of, you know, partying and all that stuff that you might find in Wilmington, for example, mm-hmm. uh, or in many, many other universities in the country. But... Yeah what the coaching staff provides you with, you know, very detailed information and all, you know, the best technology, you know, in stat. And, you know, mm-hmm. at the time, I think we used um, VX. And now I think mm-hmm. it's Catapult and mm-hmm. all, of the, all of that stuff, you know, that they that they have and, 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 and they share with us um, is already very, very convincing straight away, mm-hmm. especially for us mm-hmm. coming from Brazil, for example, because we don't have yes. much. Of, of course, course, all the universities have that, but the way, you sell it and the way you approach the program and the way they build the culture of the program. I think that's, that's what attracts uh, student athletes the most, you know, mm. and, and when you, when I heard it sounds really, like serious, serious, uh, it's, it's serious very, players, you know, it is, it's very, it's a very special place to be. It's a very special place to, uh, to play um, because of the coaching staff, because of the players that they recruit and because of the people in the university as well. Um, but, yeah, and then I think, I think that's, that's the best way to answer it. I still don't know mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. answer, but uh, the way they sell the program, the way they, 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 the way they make the culture of, you know, the men's soccer program uh, at the university is very, very yeah. brave. You know, they, they, want, they want it to be an elite program and they want it to be an elite experience. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it is, you know, it, it, was, yeah. it was the best three, four years of my life for sure. That's awesome. I don't regret it. Environment anything. is everything,
0: you know. Absolutely. Good environment is, is absolutely everything. Absolutely. But, yeah, man, if you could just take us, you know, after Wilmington, um, you know, I had cut you off before on that. You know, w- where did that lead you?
1: Yeah, so um, in uh, I graduated Charleston in 18 and then uh, went to Wilmington to, to play that fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, play that fall, we... We were the regular season champions, um, CAA regular season champions. Um, we had a record of 12, 3, and 4, I think, at the end of the season. Um, mm-hmm. But we still didn't make it to the national tournament, which was very, very weird. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have, all that, you have all those different rankings in, in Division One that mm-hmm. I might not agree sometimes with, but it's okay. Uh, but yeah, we still have a, had a very successful season um i was i was i was able to to get some some individual awards as well which is which is always nice you know mm. i don't i don't like to talk about him too much but it's it's it, it's good sometimes to to get why not you old, can talk about him <laughs> <laughs> Acknowledgement. but uh, uh <laughs> what do do? yeah it was it was it was very nice aiden Heaney was was a very very good coach um very approachable very friendly uh makes you feel very very welcomed um you know he's literally trying to provide you with with everything uh, at, at the best level possible you know That's he's or always open for for a chat for whatever you need uh and that makes it very easy uh from right. a player's perspective mm. and uh and then yeah um uh, from from there i uh i went back to, to brazil for for that christmas period because mm-hmm. i of course had to go back to to finish my degree and mm-hmm. at the same time, I, I went on a few trials. Um, uh, I went to North Carolina FC at the time. I went to uh, Charlotte Independence and, and it didn't work out. And at mm-hmm. the same time, a month after I came back, the pandemic started and, and it was, was chaos. You know, I mm-hmm. didn't have a team. I think it was almost impossible to find one, <laughs> uh, especially, you know, uh, just finished college it was 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 very unique. It was a very mm-hmm. unique situation uh, for me. So honestly, didn't know what to do uh, because all I had in my head was I wanted to play, wanted to play professionally. And mm. um, you know, whenever the pandemic came, it was it was it was very tough to yeah. figure out something to do. But then um, message Daniel's me, um, the the head coach at Charleston. Mm. Uh, and he he offered me a position as a as an assistant there, so I went to to Charleston in in, in the fall of 2020, mm. um, and uh, stayed stayed there until until May uh, of um, of 2021. But in the meantime, um, I um, I went to Tormenta, uh, mm. Ian, um, Cameron, head coach of Tormenta, uh, reached out to me. Um, Tom Morris had a had a connection with, with Daniel Smia already, and 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 he mentioned, um, you know, he asked what I was doing, and 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 they sent me, and they wanted me to to go down to Tormenta in uh, in February, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. uh, for a trial. Um, thankfully, they they liked it, and they invited me for preseason with the USL League One team um in in March uh, so I stayed there from for March onwards nice. um, and then of course they didn't have international sports at the time um, and then I played I played the USL League 2 season mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, for tormenta 2 and then um after the season was done um in the summer I went to West Virginia University to to be a uh, um, an assistant for Daniel Stratford uh, and we, we just finished the most successful successful uh, run in the program's history. We went to the Elite Eight. Uh, we lost to Georgetown in, in, in PK so we were very awesome. close to, to making the final four. Uh, so yeah, it was it, the break, you know, the, the, the period that I stayed without playing football also made me, me realize and make me, you know, have something in my mind of what I want to do in the future. And, mm-hmm. and now I am 100% certain that after I play, I want to I want to become a coach. And it's thankful to to this period that I stayed without playing. You know, it, it, was, it was very hard because I was like, "Am I am I done? Am I never gonna play football again?" Because you never know. Yeah. You never know yeah. what day is gonna be. So, uh, mm-hmm. and because the pandemic was was on, and you know, uh, a lot of uncertainty and. I really didn't know, so this opportunity came out of nowhere when I was not expecting anything. Uh, That's so how it I was, works, huh? I play football anymore. Yeah. I was, you know, already uh, going towards coaching and, and and going on that route, and then. But at the same time, I always I was always keeping my fitness on. I was always training. Yeah. I was always doing those little things because I I think that maybe on the back of my head, I was like. There's got to be something still, you know, very
0: yeah. very smart, because that's it's something I tell players all the time. You know, uh, whether it's guys reach out, my friends, guys I coach in my program, mm-hmm. that opportunity always comes when you're least ready for it. You yes. know what I mean? So it's like yeah. I think one of the biggest mistakes players can make is like. You know they have a couple of trials they don't go well um you know nothing shows up for a couple mm-hmm. months and then they just say to themselves you know yeah I, I think I might be done and yeah. instead of what you did kept your fitness levels up kept training they just you know stop playing yeah. uh stop training altogether because of the low which is yeah. you know it's, it's a natural part of of life and, and yeah. football and I think the most important thing is to be as hard as it is to be able to keep training and keep going even if you don't have the opportunity at the moment, because the way football is, I feel like it's like, all right, you don't have any opportunities for, you know, a couple of weeks, couple of months. Uh, and then like, all of a sudden you have like four or five opportunities. And if you didn't keep your fitness levels up, you don't know what could happen, you
1: know? For sure. And, and it was, it was quite interesting uh, because uh, I don't know what it was. I think it's just, you know, I, I think it's all about passion. If you want to play the sport, you have to have, love yes. for the game otherwise yes. in my opinion there's no point uh, in doing it i think not only to play the sport but to do you know everything that you want to do in life if you want to be of course. you know a musician if you want to be a lawyer if, whatever you want to do i think you have to have passion for that thing first of 100%. all so I, I, I always knew that i'm not going to say always knew but i always thought in my head that you know i don't want to give up i, I want to do i want to still keep training I, I want to still go to trials, I still want to see if I can play, you know, so so I did go to, to another trial, you know, all over the country, I went to, mm-hmm. I drove from Charleston to, to Oklahoma 17 hours, um, me and a friend wow. of mine to, to to try it, and it didn't work, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. you know, heads up, move on, you know, Love went it. to Greenville, Love South Carolina to to try it, didn't work out, okay, move on, let's go, let's keep working, of course, sometimes you're going to get tired, don't, don't get me wrong, it's always like, okay, okay, let's keep going. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's 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 annoying because you you feel like you're good enough, but you don't know what's missing. You know, you of don't course. know what is going on. Why don't and I sometimes get your... it might
0: not be ability? Sometimes exactly. it's, it's other things that you don't even know. And exactly, I think you know that's the that's like the um, the good and the bad of football. It's an opinion game. Like Correct. for example, you know, you have one coach who loves your style, you fit into his system. You have Correct. Another coach who doesn't like your style Correct. who likes your style that you don't fit in. You don't fit into his system. One hundred percent.
1: 100% um, whenever we go to trials I think sometimes we don't know you know we think oh I'm gonna play well and you know I'm gonna get an opportunity sometimes it's not like that sometimes the the coach doesn't need that specific position exactly. you know sometimes you know your style might not fit the position maybe he wants a different type of mm-hmm. you know center midfielder, a different left winger something like that okay. exactly. you know but uh yeah sometimes it's 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 tiring sometimes it is frustrating but I think that's that's everything in life you know it's not mm-hmm. it's not easy uh so persistence yeah, I mean, you know
0: it's, it's about the last man standing 100%. you know so so with that being said you know i get this question a lot I actually got this the other day in one of my q a's what like what quote motivated you what kept you going when you didn't have a team
1: yeah i i i honestly i don't know what it was at the time but I, I think I'm going to use a quote from one of the podcasts that I was listening to a couple of nights ago from um, Nims Persia, the guy that climbed the okay. fourteen eight thousand 8,000 meters um, yeah, 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 mountain yeah. In, in the world in under seven months. Uh <sighs> He beat a record that was previously set. I think at seven years, and he did it in seven months. And I was, wow. was listening to the podcast. The high performance podcast is is very yeah, good yeah. with Jake, Jake Humphrey and, and and Damon Hughes. So mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. I was listening to that a couple of, a couple of nights ago. And and he says it's it's all about belief. You know, you gotta believe. You gotta put yes. your mind into, you know, into what you believe you can do. And I, I don't know if I had a quote at the time. I don't know. I, I just just kept going because I think I, I didn't want to give up. I just, I, you know, of course I had a great backup system. I had my family, you know, pushing me, um, my, my girlfriend pushing me. So, you know, my friends pushing me. So, you know, it's very good to have a, a good backup system as well, because they will, they will give you some strength whenever you, you don't know. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, if I could could recommend something is to listen to that podcast and probably use every single word of what that guy says and try to use it on your day-to-day life. You know, uh, it's going to go from, from everything from your biggest dreams to, you know, just running on the treadmill, you're trying to do a three mile run and you're very tired, but you want to keep going because you believe that that's going to help you to do something greater. You know what I mean? Of course. Every, every little thing you
0: do means something in the bigger picture. Correct.
1: So I think it's it's all about you know dreaming. You gotta dream. You gotta believe. You gotta uh, you know if you believe if you if you want to do something, do it with passion. Do with uh, with all belief or hundred percent belief and commitment that you can do something. You know and and don't get me wrong. Of course, you might have some days that you're gonna be very tired and frustrated, and you know you think it's not gonna work. And you know I think. It's step by step, go back to basics. You know, I love I love I love to have the thought of, of going back to basics. Um I think it's the best thing whenever everything is is tight and, and you're in a pressure situation, not on the field, but in life in general. Just do the basics well. I think you'll bring well, it even on the field, 100%. man. Even on the field when, when it's yes. when it's tight yes, exactly. and it's exactly
0: complete a pass, you know, exactly. you don't need to do something risky. Complete a pass
1: when a tackle. You know, I have I have a have have a good friend of mine, and he's actually the assistant at uh, at at West Virginia University as well. Ross Holland, he played for Sunderland, and Mm. he he always says, the first five minutes, I'm just doing the basics. I'm winning the first tackle. I'm completing a pass, and then from there, I am you know, I'm 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 fine. So Mm -hmm. yeah, go back to basics. You know, do the basics fine. Do the basics well. Uh, in life and and on the game as well, I think it will, it will help you to to have confidence and and put you back in the place that you have to be to achieve what you want to achieve. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I Absolutely. think that's what I did. You know that that was probably the quote that I had in my in my head: belief mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you know do the little things that that you know that you can do.
0: Absolutely no. And to go off of that, I have two points off of that. Some great stuff. I mean, I think the biggest thing there is like. <clears throat> believe, you know, we talk about belief, uh, believing yourself and, and, you know, um, I think the way that you really believe in yourself besides having those thoughts is the action. So how do you believe in yourself more? You put in the right, you put in the right amount, uh, the right work, you put in the right amount of work, you take care of yourself and the better you become as a footballer, as an athlete, the more confidence you get, you know, it's like when you take care of all those things that you can control, you can believe in yourself even more. And a quote that I love is the harder you work, the harder it is to quit. So when you're putting in all that work, you're putting all that behind that that work behind you to make that belief stronger, it's gonna be harder to to throw that towel in. So 100%. that power is 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 huge, you know. I totally agree. And then off of what uh your buddy said, uh Ross Holland, I think you said Ross Holland, yes. No, I love that, man. I think that's an excellent piece of advice, an excellent practical piece of advice for any all the footballers listening.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, I think I've always said that when you first go into the game, it's like, you know, get into the flow of the game, complete passes, yep. uh, make play the simple ball for the first five to 10 minutes. And then once you get warm and you get ready, you get mentally activated, physically activated then you could start to play your risky balls and you can yeah. start to take your risky dribbles, depending on yeah. what your strength is. Um, and yeah, also I think a huge point there is, you know, put a good tackle and set the tone yeah. for the game, set the tone against your opponent. So no, I think that's a great piece of advice. There. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think so too. Uh, sometimes you don't notice it, you know, but those first five, 10, 15 minutes in the game are probably the most important ones. Uh, you know, I, I, of course, the whole 90 minutes and and more are very important. But I th- I think that if you can set the tone right, if you can get into the right mentality straight away, and and you can send the energy to to your teammates and and and, and to your yes. coaching staff and you know to your fans that you know the game is going to be played in, in your style, y- your ways. I think it gives you a lot of confidence confidence and and it sets the sets the tone uh, straight away. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah I love I love I love those 5 10 15 minutes you know I think it's all about being very focused and being very uh, uh, you know mindful and and, and being aware of, of, of what what you have to do and and the little things and and completing a pass and, and completing a tackle and you know being very energetic and then mm-hmm. from there I think you you're able to you know just express yourself more you know that that specific quality uh, qualities and characteristics that 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 you have as as a player.
0: Of course, love that man. Yeah. So if you could just take us through, you know, obviously I know you're in the off season right now, but if you could take us through, like in season, like a typical day in the life, you know, what time you wake up, um, you know, I'd like you to be as detailed as possible. Yeah. Know, what you eat for breakfast, when you get mm-hmm. into the facility, if you do activation, you know, lunch, dinner, all that stuff until the okay. end of the day would be
1: great. Yeah. So. It's it's going to be very similar to to what we had during the summer with the USL League Two for us. Uh, it's going to be very very similar in terms of of the, of the day schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I like to wake up at six ish, uh, six a.m. six mm-hmm. twenty a.m. Mm-hmm. Get a little little stretch in my room. Nothing too crazy, you know. Just to get myself going. Actually, first thing, you know, drink a glass of water. Uh, then you know, have a little stretch um, for 20 minutes, nothing too mm-hmm. crazy, 15, 20 minutes. Um, and then I usually eat at home before, before training. Um, mm-hmm. And then what I usually eat is, you know, oatmeal, um, eggs. Uh, I have mm-hmm. to have a cup of coffee. I think coffee is, is always with me. Uh, oh, let's go! Let's go, baby. <laughs> so it's me, um, and then a piece of fruit. Um, I don't, I don't like to get myself, you know, completely full before before the training session. Um, so yeah, uh, eggs, oatmeal, fruits. Uh, those are, are my my usually to go to go options for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then, because I'm from Brazil, I'm I have uh, a little bit of. Notion about a, a little flour called tapioca, and okay. uh, <laughs> some nutritionists um, gave me the option of doing a, a crepe crepioca, which is a crepe with with using actually the tapioca flour, and you mix yeah. it with some eggs, and you and you put some cheese nice. on, and it's it's very good wow, and nice very tr- very nutritional as well. Yeah. So sometimes I make that but some then yeah good carbs in that tapioca it is huh? very good yes yeah uh, but then yeah i go to to the training facility um uh, i don't know how the schedule is going to be uh for for us this year but i'm assuming it will be very similar but let's say i get to the facility at you know 7 45 a.m 8 a.m mm-hmm. uh, do some type of activation uh, either foam rollers um band workouts um uh, another set of stretching uh, mm-hmm. maybe some yoga movements uh maybe bike for a little bit maybe some mm-hmm. heat pads um, you know whatever your body feels you know demands whatever you're feeling like at the moment uh, you know they have a full list of of you know what they recommend you doing um, mm-hmm. so you can pretty much go from there and and and, and ask for some help and and and, and uh yeah, do some some of those things that they provide you with, um, and then yeah, you do this before you go out to the field. Um, you know, uh, for us, usually the session is started at nine during the summer, mm. but I'm, I'm, I think we're gonna start at eight. But I'm not sure. This is just me guessing here. Mm. Don't wanna <laughs> say anything for sure. But yeah. Uh, yeah, let's say go to the field um, at eight forty-five, eight forty. You know, just to you know just to kick around a little bit, to touch, you know, all of mm-hmm. those, those fun things that we like to do before a session just to get loosened mm-hmm. up a little bit, loosen up the mood. Uh, full training session from 9 to 11, mm-hmm. uh, kind of. Uh, sometimes we do videos before, sometimes we do videos after. Uh, it depends. Sometimes we do both. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, if, if we're, you know, preparing for a game, uh, if the game is on a Saturday, we're probably – you know, if we played on a Wednesday, for example, or, or a Tuesday, you know, we have to go day by day. So let's say it's a Thursday and we watch a, the, 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 the film uh, before practice and then something after practice as well or, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Friday morning for set pieces and all that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, uh, do some film before, have a session until 11, 11ish, uh, you know. I, am the ones that usually like to stay out to do some, some free kicks, some, some, some penalties, some, some finishing. Nice. All what stuff. position do you play? Midfielder, center midfielder, eight, eight, six, ten, nice. um, one of those there. Um, but I think, I think eight more, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a big, you know, staying a little bit after, after training guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to, to take my free kicks every, every session if I can. If I, of course, if I'm not fatigued and, and very, very tired because, you know, sometimes you want to stay out, but you got to know yourself as well just to take a step out and like don't do anything else for the day, mm-hmm. um, which is very hard sometimes because you want to stay yeah. out a little bit and, 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 and yep. do a little bit of extra. But, um, yeah, go back uh, inside, um, take a shower, eat straight away we eat at the at the at the club which is, mm-hmm. which is very nice they have a great great you know uh, uh, food system for us providing there during during all the season um nice. you know, it's it's uh it's a brunch at the time it's you know um it's pretty much a hotel type of thing you know you mm. have loads of different fruits you have bread and, and eggs and avocado and uh you know coffee and oatmeal and you know, potatoes and, you know, Mm -hmm. sausage, you know, whatever it's, it's very nice. Uh, very well organized by them. Um, finish eating at around 1230, you know, 1240. Um, and then it depends on the day, depends on the schedule, but then, uh, if we have a gym session, the gym session is right after training, So if we finish at 11, we'd go to the gym at 11.30 until 12.30. And then we would come back to eat. Uh, It depends on the schedule as well. It depends on, on, on games and, and all that Mm -hmm. stuff, but uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, the gym would probably be before food there. Uh, But then after practice and before gym would have a shake, uh, protein shake, um, and maybe a piece of fruit, you know, it, it depends. Whatever you mm-hmm, feel mm-hmm. like, but the protein shake—it's it's pretty much a, a must. Um, of course. And then yeah, go go to brunch, uh, finish brunch, you know, at around one ish. Maybe mm-hmm. have another video session if we haven't done uh, during that period. And then, um, you know, go back home. Um, mm-hmm. And then what I like to do is is maybe take a little nap. Uh, It depends on the day. Uh, Sometimes I don't feel like it. Sometimes I just have things to do. So sometimes I I cannot feel it. But ideally, I would like to take a 20-minute nap, 30-minute nap before I actually Mm -hmm. do something again. Uh, But at the same time, you know, um, I like to go back to the gym maybe sometimes, depending on the day, depending on how my body feels. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe just, you know, go for a walk. Maybe go Mm -hmm. for a bike ride uh or maybe just stay at home you know sometimes you need to stay yeah. at home and do absolutely nothing just you know read do you know talk to your family talk to your friends you know play games sometimes you need mm-hmm. you need to do nothing other than just you know have fun have a good moment um, cool. so so yeah then let's say i took a nap uh of course i'm eating again trying to get a snack uh, fruits uh, you know rice cakes with some type of you know maybe peanut butter or um, I don't know cottage cheese or something like that mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. um, not a fruit protein bar um, uh, yeah I think I think I I'm very repetitive with my nutrition I I have my things that I like to eat and and that I know that will make me feel good yeah um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so let's say it's three o'clock, three thirty. Uh, I like to to read a little bit, to maybe do something, you know, um, informative. Maybe you know, I'm, I want to now. I want to start my, my coaching licenses, so that's what I'm going nice. to be doing for the next for the next year for the next mm-hmm. years. Uh, so I want to get my licenses going. So I'm my afternoons are probably going to be taken uh, with that. Um, and then at six, we we go back to the club. We have dinner. Um, That's nice. We we go back to the club. We have dinner, um, and it's again very very nice. They 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 have a a, a great uh, div- div- diversity of food, and um, you know they accommodate every type of, of style. If you're a vegetarian, if you're a vegan, Mm-mm-mm. if you are.
0: Yeah, you told me you're a vegetarian, right? So you stay away yes, from meat. Correct.
1: Yeah. How, how long it's you been, been doing that? It's been a year, a year and a half, a year and six, a year and seven months, I think. Um, you notice
0: any difference in how you feel?
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't like to, you know, say, oh, don't eat meat or eat meat. You know, <laughs> I don't want to get into that, into that yeah, debate. Just how you feel. But um, yeah, I feel, I feel very energized every single day when I wake up. I don't feel sluggish. I don't feel, you know, oh, I just woke up and I'm, you know, taking so long to get started with my day. I I feel like, you know, I'm always fresh. I'm always energized. You know, I I, I, I feel a little bit leaner as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't I don't think I am. You know, I've never been a huge guy, but at the same time, you know, I feel that my body is a little bit more more shaped up. I feel like it's, mm-hmm. you
0: know. Um, the number one thing I always hear from my friends who go vegan or vegetarian is that they always say, I feel lighter. You know? Exactly.
1: So exactly. It's interesting. It's, I think that's the word. Uh, you know, it's what I feel the most is lighter and more energy in terms of you, you eat fish as well. Or no, very rarely. Like I eat fish if I eat sushi, which I usually don't do uh Mm -hmm. but sometimes what would a dinner be like yeah but sometimes in a special occasion I like to eat a a piece of salmon you know what I mean yes Uh, Yes. I'm not I'm not you know I am a vegetarian but at the same time if I want to have a little piece of fish I want to have a little piece of of fish you know what I mean I, I feel like I'm already you know doing a good job in terms of the world and and all that stuff by just being a vegetarian. You know what I mean? For sure. Uh, I'm, so I'm not so a what vegetarian. do you get if you go out to
0: eat with your family to a churrascaria? Yeah. So what I are don't, they gonna serve you there? I don't go. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, not I'm right, gonna man. be like, That's let's
1: right. uh, can we go somewhere else? Um, yeah. My my dad. Everyone like, wants I mean, a salad, man. Yeah. My dad That's is it. like, how come? Like we are Brazilians, you know? We need to yeah. we eat meat every day, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going away from that a little bit, <laughs> but um. <laughs> yeah but uh, I, I' would say you know I love an Italian food, I love mm-hmm. Indian Indian food, so yeah, uh, nice. those, those would probably be my, my top choices if I would go to restaurants to a restaurant. Uh, mm-hmm. to a restaurant. Um, yeah. you know just some type of you know curry. I'm a big fan of a curry yeah, you know. rice, man. some veggies, you know some, some carbs and um, yeah, all of that I'm a big fan of but uh yeah i do i do eat uh, uh fish but very very rarely you know i don't mm-hmm. i would say not even once a month i would say you know every two three months if it's something something special you know something like that um but he uh yeah i think uh and then you know i'd have dinner at the club at 6 six thirty. uh finish um go back home and then i think at that time I am already, you know, trying to, you know, relax and prepare for the yeah. next day, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, get my mind ready and and try to to prepare a little bit for for what's coming next. You know, if it's a mm-hmm. game, um, it's a bit different than than if it's a practice. I I feel like you know you're just trying to see exactly what you're gonna do in a game. While in sure. a practice, you're thinking a little bit different. You know, it's it's not. A, pro, a a thinking process for a game is, is much different than a thinking process for for practice, you know. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, then be home at seven, you know, um, maybe, you know, watch a movie or something like that and, and just really relax. It depends, it mm-hmm. depends, but, you know, sometimes you're feeling like you want to work even more, you want to do something more, you want to keep yeah. learning, you want to keep breathing, you want to, you know, uh, do something you know uh very very productive uh but yeah I, i'm a big football watcher i watch everything that's that's on tv um mm-hmm. the champions league is going on uh, i'm gonna watch the champions league if brazilian league is, is going on i'm gonna watch the brazilian league you know if you know it's a world cup year so in december because it's in december for the first time ever i'm gonna be watching all the games yeah. you know so yeah. I, I, i'm trying to watch football all the time as well so course yeah just just something in those terms uh listening to podcasts you know mm-hmm. um i'm I, I really really like podcasts um yeah, I feel they're like nice. they're a very very good way of of learning um and very, not as boring very, as
0: those damn audio books, man exactly
1: Holy. exactly because you know in a in a podcast you can actually search for exactly what you want to hear you know if yeah. i want to Hear about and you football. can feel the tone of their voice, exactly. you know, like exactly. audio
0: books. It's just monotone the whole time. You right. want to, sleep. Right.
1: you want to, you, you know, learn about football. You're going to go and learn about football. If you want to learn about, you know, whatever music, you can go and find a podcast that's going to talk about music, you know? So I, I feel like that's amazing. That's a great way of, mm-hmm. of learning. If you don't like to read, you know, go listen to a podcast. You know, sure. if yeah, you like yeah. to do both, even better. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, sure, uh, yeah, I love podcasts. I've been, I've been listening to a lot of it, and then, uh, yeah, around um, eight, maybe have another, another snack, uh, something a little bit lighter, um, piece of chocolate. I love chocolate, so might a little piece of chocolate with some tea. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, maybe some. Um, something very light you know maybe even fruit um mm-hmm. maybe yogurt maybe mm-hmm. maybe i'll say yogurt a little bit earlier mm-hmm. um but yeah just and then you know it's it's you know around nine i like to be in bed um just you know getting ready to sleep and, and then click the repeat button for next day Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah i think that's that would probably be my my routine you know on a day-to-day
0: on love it bro yeah man so just coming towards the end i got a couple more questions mm-hmm. um you know i get many many messages from young younger footballers talking about how okay i train i do everything i need to do uh i feel prepared I'm, i do so well in training and then when mm-hmm. game time comes i feel nervous i feel like crap are there mm-hmm. any pieces of advice that you have for, for younger players who feel like they get jittery or feel like they're nervous when they step onto the pitch?
1: Yeah. Um, I think feeling um, anxious is good. You know, I, I, I have that, that in my mind that you're not nervous because you know what you have to do. I feel well, nervous if I'm going to do something that I don't know what I'm going to do. Then I'm nervous. Yeah. When I'm about to step into the field, I'm anxious. You know, I have those butterflies, but it's not because I'm nervous. It's because I want to be there. And it's just that anxiety about, you know, the atmosphere and the environment. It's it's yeah, you're excited. I'm excited to be there and I know what I have to do. So if I didn't know what I had to do, then then, yes, I'll probably be freaking out. And that's not a good sign. But if if you're feeling that uh, I'm trying to I'll I'll my best piece of advice would be trying to, you know, get your head around telling yourself that you're not nervous, you're anxious or excited because you know what you're going to do and you know what you have to do and you know your, your strengths and you know how to play the game, you know? Uh, But I think that's the main, main thing. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, some people have their superstitions. Some people have their rituals, um, try to find joys If you have one, you know, Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. I don't have a lot, I don't have many things, but what makes me feel good is, you know, have a, cup of coffee always have a yes. cup of coffee just you know um, set set the mood there and, and listen to some good music you know that's mm. literally Someone what I do. I honestly don't. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, scary, I man. have a lot of a lot of Brazilians saying that I'm a fake Brazilian because I don't listen ah, to yeah. to all of, like to pagode and all that stuff. I'm I'm yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a big rock rock guy. My, my ah, yeah. yeah, my dad. Uh, he's a musician, and and he took me oh, wow. kind of down to that road, uh, you know. So I always have some some U two and and some Led Zeppelin and and some nice, Pink Floyd man. and um, some of some of 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 those things. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I have a cup of coffee. I um, I usually you know listen to some some good music, and mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. and then it's just honestly focusing on on what I have to do. I think you know it's just you know what we've done during the week uh, and, you know, honestly, just putting your, 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 your cleats and, 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 you know, giving a little bit of attention to them. And then, yeah, yeah. Just, just going out there and, uh, and, and, and doing what, what, what you've done for your whole life. You know, it's, it's at the end of the day, you know, there is, there is pressure, but mm-hmm. it's a game. It's a game. It. There, mm-hmm. there, there are people in the world that face real pressure, and you know Love we that. we don't wanna we don't wanna go in, into more details uh, with that because it is a it is a pressure, but it's it's a game. It's It's, yeah, a it's game also, also a privilege to get
0: to exactly. play. Exactly, pressure,
1: pressure. Uh, Strats Daniel Stratford always says that pressure is a privilege, right? And and we are very pri- privileged uh, uh, to play football, to play soccer. Uh, so yeah, I, I try. I try not to think about, about about the occasion too much. I just try to, to think that it's 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 a game, and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you've done if you've done everything you can, if you've done your 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 one hundred percent, sometimes the result won't go your way, and, and that's just just how football that's just how how life is. But um, yeah, just just think that it's just a game. There's no no reason to, you know freak out uh, yeah. of course you you know you might be representing a huge institution you might be representing a national team one day who knows or even just the baggage of representing your family might you know give you some some type of uh, jury but uh, just you know think that if you're doing the best they will be proud you will be proud of yourself and, mm-hmm. and you'll probably be doing a good job so yeah just just you know, Again, go back to the basics. If you're nervous, go back to the basics. Yeah. Do, do the simple things well and, and, and it'll be all right. You know, it'll be all right. Whenever the referee blows the whistle, that, those butterflies just go away and, 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 and you're
0: ready to go, you know? Mm-hmm. Love that, bro. Love that. And just last question, man. If you could go back to yourself at any age uh, with the knowledge that you have today, what age would you go to and what would you tell yourself?
1: <laughs> That's tough. Not an easy one, man. Not an easy one. Uh,
0: you
1: know, I think I think those teenage years are very are very interesting because you're trying to figure out what you want to do and you're trying to to learn more about yourself and and, and you know you're, especially in the world of football, you know how it is. It's very competitive. And yes. in Brazil, it's it's no different. It's, you know, even, probably even more competitive because of the nature yeah. of, of the country and the amount of talent that you have in Brazil. So, um, yeah, I'd say <laughs> probably around 14, 15. And, and just to tell myself, like, do the little things well, um, you That's know. Fair just 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 focus on on the day-to-day don't yes it's good to dream you have to dream think think big but at the same time you gotta think big but you gotta think day-to-day as well you know so just uh, just you know do the right things in practice yeah, uh try to to learn your weaknesses which is something very hard i think some people struggle mm, with mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, i Uh, it's hard to to find your weakness by yourself. I think sometimes you need someone telling you, like, can you do this different? Uh, Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh. Yeah, sometimes you got to drop the ego and ask someone else. 100%. 100%. You know, you got to be like, okay, uh, I could have done this better. You know, uh, maybe find something. Maybe you're not good with your left foot. Maybe you're not good with your right foot. Can you work on it a little bit more? Um, You know, can you... I don't know, watch a video nowadays that you have so many resources. Can you watch a video on your favorite midfielder and why is your favorite midfielder? Is it because he completes 98% of the passes per game or is it because he creates so many chances? What what is it? What is it that they do different that you Mm -hmm. are not able to do at the moment? Uh, So, yeah, Yeah. I I think I'll tell myself (laughs) to, you know, relax, first of all, that, you know, just to... Uh, do the basics. Go to the day by day process. Mm. Dream, mm. believe, um, and then, yeah, just uh, try to get as much information as you can, and accept information, uh, and then learn. Be open minded, not closed minded. Be, be very open minded, and um, you know, I think I was a very hardworking kid. I think I was very very open, but even more, you know, uh, try to learn, try to um, maybe do things a little bit different. You know, I was very tiny uh, at the moment, which was not my fault. You know, I, I just took longer to to grow compared to many others. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of, you know, held me back a little bit in terms of my maybe professional aspirations in Brazil, for example. You know, um, mm-hmm. so, you know, maybe I had to change my nutrition maybe i had to change uh you know my gym schedule mm-hmm. you know do something to adapt quicker to to how the environment was mm-hmm. but at the same time you know when you're 14 15 years old you don't know you don't know everything you know and you're never mm-hmm. gonna know everything so,
0: but also um, you know you can look at it as a you know as a little benefit as well it's like all right, you're not as big, you know, so you're not as, you know, physically developed. So maybe, you know, you develop more in the brain, you know, your technique got better because of it. And and, uh, I think it's like, I forgot what it is. But like, I think, you know, when you're, you know, missing something like, you know, genetically, like whether it's a sense or something like Mm -hmm. the other sense gets better. So it's it's the same thing within the football environment, Mm -hmm. you know, so like, all right maybe if if you're not as big you develop in this way and that helped yeah. you got where you are today so it's yeah. like you i look like uh, that i I, of I,
1: ways. I feel like i definitely changed my game at that stage um, i was i was very uh, you know i was able to dribble around players when i was little i was able to you know get around some some tight situations because of my technique but mm. because i wasn't able to do that anymore because of my size uh, at the time it was very hard for me. I had to adapt mm-hmm. my game a little bit more. So I became a very one-two-touch player. Yeah. Um, and actually a lot of people at the time were like, relax, you know, you can you can take more space. You can, you know, don't need to do one-two-touch all the time, but yeah. it helped me as well, you know, to, to get a different feeling, to get a different view of how the mm-hmm. game can be played as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so understanding how to play both ways, sometimes you can take a little bit more space, sometimes you can be more patient on the ball, sometimes you, yeah. you can speed it up, sometimes, you know, all of those things that I probably didn't realize as a kid whenever I was a little bit older, I was like, I think that's why it changed, you know, that's mm-hmm. why I changed my style, that's why I changed the way I, I play, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I think I think, yeah, just telling myself to chill out and, relax and do the basics and go day by day and dream and believe yeah
0: sounds good man hey thanks so much for coming on i appreciate you taking the the time um you know in the future we'll we'll definitely meet uh catch up but uh yeah man if you can you know provide the audience with you know your instagram handle Mm -hmm. or email if some if you know some of the younger guys or girls have questions um you could just you know list uh, 100%. rattle it off, and I'll write it below in the description. 100.
1: Uh, percent Yeah, no, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I think it's it's a very good platform to, you know, uh, share a little bit of what we know, and 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 hope hopefully we can help someone uh, mm-hmm. along the line. So thank you for for the invite. Appreciate it. But yeah, uh, my my Instagram handle is uh, Gabriel. Dot Cabral. Eight. Uh-huh. um so it's just my first name Perfect. dot uh, cabral number eight uh and then my my twitter i don't usually use twitter a lot i'm trying to get used to it uh mm-hmm. it's um t a tunga which is my nickname from from back home i'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna change that because it's a little bit confusing uh, yeah. it's tunga cabral so it's t-u-n-g-a and then cabral and yeah. uh yeah, that's that's pretty much what it is. But uh, good. Instagram. I'll put is a that little below. <laughs> yeah,
0: How, how's that gym program going for you? Enjoying it's
1: it? it? Yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, it's uh, it's very very soccer specific, which is which is great for us, um, especially especially off season. Uh, Sounds good. Man. Good so, to hear. So yeah, it's 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 very good. I'm enjoying it a lot. I appreciate you 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 doing that for us. So thank you. Of course, of course.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, thanks for coming on and uh we'll chat brother no thank you for the
1: opportunity i appreciate it all
0: right man have a good weekend brother you too bye -bye. once again thank you so much for tuning into the episode i really really appreciate it i hope you learned as much as i did from the conversation with gabrielle I always tell my friends and my family that the podcast is honestly one of my most favorite things to do. There's nothing like a meaningful conversation with another person where you guys can really learn from each other. If you want to follow Gabriel, I'm going to drop his Instagram below. I'm sure if you send him a DM, if you have any questions, he'll be glad to answer. But once again, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm happy to be back here on the podcast. If you guys and girls enjoy this, please make sure to send me a DM. Tell me if you want me to keep doing it. If you have any guests you want me to have on in mind, you know I'm willing to reach out to anyone to help you guys and girls out. And most importantly, if you could really help me out, just drop me a five-star review on Apple iTunes, write a couple things, let me know what you think of the podcast. I'm really trying to get this out to more people because I really do think this is going to help a lot of people. Have a great rest of the day and I will talk to you soon.